You're listening to Called the Homeschool, episode number 124, Riding the Wave. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would. My name is Megan Thomas and I'm a certified life coach, a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? All right, welcome back to Called to Homeschool. Excited to talk to you guys. Can you believe summer is over? I love summer. It is the best <laughs> because I love being warm. I get so sick of being cold. I uh, My husband put in an air conditioning unit into... I call it our big room, but um, it's just basically a great room. And uh, it blows on the kitchen table. And one day I just went and unplugged it. And I said, I'm so tired of being cold. And uh, so anyways, I love that I actually get to be warm in the summertime. But fall in Utah is spectacular. I would imagine fall anywhere is beautiful. But I just love when the mountains all change color. It's beautiful. So summer, I will let you go because fall is so pretty. Um, Guess what? My son, Tico Porter, he is in his second week of home MTC. And if you are not familiar with what MTC is, it is the Missionary Training Center. He is serving a mission for our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And normally before COVID, when they would start their mission, they would go to an MTC place on site and they have them all over the world. And there's actually one like 25 minutes away from me down in Provo, Utah. And he would be there. But with COVID, a lot of missionaries are learning online. So he is, I like to call it being a homeschool missionary and doing MTC online. Um, <laughs> but I have teased him about that. But it actually has made the transition easier that we are all used being used to being together. And he even said, you know what, I did, I tried one year of a charter school. And he actually only went to school twice a week. And he goes, and I hated just sitting in the classroom and so he goes, so I'm okay. I'm okay. It took a, it took a little bit to get used to it, but um, the idea of it, but actually it's been all right. So he flies out next week to Arizona and um, he will be serving throughout the west side of the state. So look for him. He's awesome. If you see him, tell him he's awesome. <laughs> that would make my heart really happy. Um, but I'm super excited for him. And I'm also a little bit sad too. I have... Um, I, I laughed one day. I was cleaning a pantry. I've cleaned so many closets and I was cleaning our food storage area and I'm in there and he walks by and he bursts out laughing and he goes, are you pregnant? And I looked at him and I had tears in my eyes and I go, uh, I just think I'm going to miss you real bad. And, uh, so I've totally cried, uh, when he got set apart as a missionary, I cried and uh, I did not realize I was going to be such a crier with him going. So I have been really working on just feeling the sadness when it comes. Instead of fighting it and buffering, um, my buffering has been cleaning and organizing, which has been comical, um, but just really being willing to feel the sadness. So we had an interesting experience with being willing to feel the feelings. Last week, uh, or maybe a couple weeks ago when this comes out, 
I was, I threw a happy not first day of school event because we have celebrated happy not first day of school for a while. And I just thought it'd be fun to start including more homeschoolers to really get to know other people. So I created this event for homeschoolers and one of the moms brought some helium balloons. And when the party was all over, we're cleaning up the mess. I gave Georgie these balloons and he was so excited. I don't know if I've never given him a balloon before or what, but he was over the top excited about these balloons. So he's holding on to these balloons. He's playing with them. He's having a great time. When, when he goes to start playing again, he accidentally lets go of these balloons and they're full of helium. So guess what? They float away and his little heart was broken. He had one of those cries that was that pure disappointment and sadness. I just kneeled down and opened up my arms to him and he ran to me and just sobbed. It was really interesting what came up for me because I didn't want him to be sad. I wanted to make him happy again. Uh, I thought about telling him like, it's okay, we don't need to cry, they're just balloons, right? I thought about saying that. Um, I thought I could tell him like, hey, we'll go home and on the way home, I'll buy you more balloons. Like, I'll get you these balloons. I'll make you happy. I want you to be happy right now. But instead, I just said nothing. And I just held him while he cried. So according to Dr. Jill, Jill Bolt Taylor, 90 seconds is all it takes to identify an emotion and allow it to dissipate while you simply notice it. So that's what I did instead. I just held George. Molly cried. George is four, if you don't know. And within a few minutes, he was able to start calming himself down. And it came in like waves, where his crying would decrease a little bit, and then slowly it would increase and then decrease and just slowly and keep going until it completely was gone and his crying stopped. It was so amazing to witness this as I just held space for George, a safe space for George, to just feel his emotions. I didn't try to fix it is what I wanted to do. And I didn't try to stop him, which is also what I wanted to do, right? Like, you shouldn't be crying. Like, my baby should be happy. Lots of shoulds. Don't shit on yourself because I did say should right there just in case you <laughs> thought I didn't uh, because that doesn't work out well for anybody, right? I just held space for him, just allowed it to happen. And what was crazy about that is after he rode this wave of feeling this just extreme sadness, he hasn't brought it up again. Now, the reason I say it's crazy that he hasn't brought it up again, because this guy, so how many years ago? Two years ago, my husband and I went on a trip. So this is pre-COVID. We went on a trip to Europe and we had our kids at home. And one day when all the kids were going to co-op, he went to a neighbor's house. And while he was at the neighbor's house, this little girl hit him. So this is 20, 2018 that this had happened, that this little girl bopped George. So he would have, would he have only really been one? Maybe I'm getting my years mixed up. I think it, it was either 2018 or 2019. So it was one or two. And this little girl bopped him at the house. And he has had contempt for this little girl for a few years because she hit him all this long time ago. And he holds on to stuff. So it was amusing to me as I just held him and allow him to just feel this emotion. It has not come up again. He has not talked about these balloons. He has not asked for more balloons. He just felt the sadness of missing these balloons. 
So this may seem simple and easy. It's like you're like, it's balloons. Like that's not that hard to let a kid just fill their emotions over balloons. Balloons aren't a big deal. But my son, we also have big stuff going on where he is leaving and moving out of the house for the very first time and going on a mission. And part of there's always some um, emotions that come up with moving out, right? But he also doesn't can't contact us as regularly as he would like. And he doesn't have his cell phone on him. And he doesn't have some of these conveniences and he'll be working constantly and not just playing or doing things like that. And so you better believe that there are a whole bunch of emotions from him, from myself and from some of his siblings. Um, people are feeling nervous or scared, sad, also, I know I'm feeling very excited also for him. He's feeling excited and even a little anxious to go, just to name a few. But the same principle goes for all of it, whether it is balloons, moving out of the house, whatever it is you have going out. Um, like even if you are just your new, I know I have a lot of new listeners, a new homeschoolers listening, right? And so maybe you have a lot of emotions coming up. Like this is a big change for us. We are very new to homeschooling. I don't know what this is going to look like and all the fears and all the emotions that start coming up. But instead of pushing away the uncomfortable emotions, just learn to sit with it. Because what's interesting is that there really are no negative and positive emotions. We call them that. And sometimes I myself call them that. We have emotions that feel good because they raise the vibration in our body like joy and excitement and happiness. And then we have emotions that lower the vibration in our body so they don't feel as good like nervousness, fear, sadness, right? So if you can just be willing to sit with the emotion, just like Dr. I just skipped her last name. Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor says for 90 seconds. And I love to, in that 90 seconds of really stepping into my body and even describing it, like, where do I feel this in my body? So sadness has been what I've been feeling, right? I feel it in my heart and it feels really heavy. I can just sit there and I can just feel it right there in my body. And just like a wave, sometimes it comes on strong and it goes out. And eventually, it just goes away. Um, so it just starts to go away, just like with George and the balloons. The sadness came in waves. I was just willing to sit with his sadness. And it may show up again, but each time it doesn't feel as intense and slowly just dissipates. And that's the same thing with the sadness. Is the beginning of him starting his mission, um, the sadness was much, much more intense. And now every now and then a wave comes again, and I can ride the wave because I know exactly what it feels like. It's right in my heart. My first kid is leaving the house. Just sit with the sadness. Just breathe into it. Like, okay, hi, sadness. There you are. <laughs> I remember what you feel like, right? Just feel the emotion. So as you start your school year, you can apply this to yourself with whatever emotion you're feeling. Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling scared? Are you feeling afraid? Um, whatever uncomfortable emotion you're feeling, can you just feel it? Where do you feel this emotion? Where does it sit in your body? Is it a tightness in your shoulders? Is it a knot in your stomach? Or maybe pounding in your head? Then just get really descriptive, like maybe it has a color. Maybe it has movement. What does it really feel like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Just really sitting with it for 90 seconds and just allow that feeling to come in like a wave and then like a wave, it just kind of flutters away and dissipates. Um, so you can do this with yourself, obviously, but it's so great to have the skill with your kids. 
because you don't have to fix or change your kids and you can just allow them to feel any strong emotion. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean that you can um, have to endure your child screaming at you, freaking out at you, yelling and hitting people because that's actually not feeling the emotion. That's a buffering. When we start reacting from the emotion, we have moved past it. And now we are showing up in this uh, space where we're like, we don't want to feel afraid. So I'm just going to freak out at everybody. And I don't want to feel upset and I want to feel powerful. So I'm going to do these other behaviors. So if you have a kid that is doing those things, you, we could, we could go into a whole episode on that, right? Uh, you can gently ask them to leave. You can train them beforehand. If like this, this is a common occurrence in your home of like, you can always come back when you're not screaming or yelling, but I'm, I'm here for you for any emotion, right? But being able to hold the space for them and holding the space for them is just being safe and not like, Hey, you don't need to cry about this. Let me fix it and make it better, but just allowing them to feel the emotion. And if they want to be held, you could hold them for a little bit. If you want to help them to breathe through it, right? And I think if, if you have a kid who will let you hold them, sometimes that's fun. Like you can slow your breathing down in through the nose and out through the nose. And your kid will start to match you, right? Have you noticed that people will match other people's emotions? So if you can be the calm one holding the space, a lot of times just giving them that space. And even if, if they don't want to be held or whatnot, you can stay in that space of just like slowing your breathing down. Like, I love you. You got this, right? And as my kids get older, sometimes they'll even let me sit with them and um, walk them through. What does this emotion feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? You know, and just get them to describe it. And uh, as their vocabulary increases to do so. So you can take this opportunity during school to teach your kids how to feel an emotion, whether it's a good one or a negative one, uncomfortable one. That's a better word is uncomfortable, uh, comfortable or uncomfortable emotion, right? And I love, love, love homeschool, <laughs> obviously, because you can teach anything you want to teach. So if you're like, we are going to spend this next month of like how to just feel and, and sit with uncomfortable emotions, right? If you have a kid who has a lot of meltdowns, it's like, it's okay. Let's just learn how to feel it. And I love this, that it gets to be a part of school. All the things that we want to help with our kids with their behavior, things that help them to be successful in their life, we can make it a school subject. We can have it be part of devotional. We could do it on Tuesday afternoons. Like we're just going to learn to sit with our emotions or whatever it is you want to do. So you can model how to feel the emotions which is such a great way to say, do as I'm doing, not do as I say, and really show them like, oh, I was stressed this last week um, in family meeting. This, <clears throat> excuse me, in family meeting, this is such a great place to just say, I was stressed last week and this is what I did. I just sat with stress and this is where I feel stress in my body. Um, I was sad because of this and this is where I felt it in my body. There was a deepness in my chest and, and explaining all these things to them, right? So you model this behavior that you want. And then you are teaching them this behavior when they're calm, because if their emotions are high, they're not ready to be taught, right? And so you can model it and teach it. Just really teaching your kids to not be afraid of their emotions. No emotion can hurt you. Even if you are dealing with something like death, um, abandonment, neglect, something, maybe the other people are like, this is really heavy. That emotion can still cannot hurt you. It can't. It just is very uncomfortable. 
that emotion is super uncomfortable and we don't want to, but learning how to step into it and just realizing like, this can't hurt me. This is what sadness feels like. And it's been so profound, even for myself to sit with the sadness with my son and allow it to then become excited for him. I'm so excited for him to go. And I'm so, so excited for the opportunities he's going to have and all the things that he's going to be learning. And I just, I love, um, how I was able to just feel the sadness and I've been able to move past that and to be intentional with what do I want to feel and uh, how do I want to show up, right? And all those things. And when sadness comes, just ride the wave, just feel it and then let it go again. So I want to just wish you good luck this school year and a lot of good luck to me and my family as we are willing to feel all the feelings next week. Oh, I feel emotional as I'm going to talk about it. This is a wave of sadness right now as my boy's leaving next week for his mission. So uh, how interesting right now that I got choked up. I love that kid and super grateful for all the time we had. So just willing to sit with this sadness for a little bit and write it. And uh, as we go to take him to the airport next week, just willing to feel the sadness and to sit with it and then to let it go and uh, then be excited for him, to love him, pray for him and do all those awesome things. So just challenge you guys to um, be able to do this for yourself and hold the space for your children and to really understand and know that no emotion can hurt you. And I really want to empower you with that and wish us good luck next week as we send our boy off on this mission. All right, friends, love you all. Have an amazing week. Are you ready to take the concepts learned on this podcast to the next level? Then I invite you to join Mama's Members, a place where I will help you succeed in your family and homeschool beyond what you thought was possible. You will have access to hours of content, a place to ask questions, and weekly coaching calls to help you be the amazing homeschool mom you are called to be. To sign up, go to www.coachmegthomas.com join. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you.